Hey, what's going on there, podcast community? Matthew Johnson here with another episode of Dementia in Black and White. Today's episode, we're going to talk about long-term care insurance. Should you get it? What are the benefits? Let's talk about it. Sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Dementia in Black and White. All right, let's let's get into it. Let's get it started. So today's source and, you know, again, understand this is just me doing research for me, really, and then just sharing it with you. So I don't uh, support any particular companies or certainly not getting paid from anybody here. So just want to let you know where I get the information from and then you can go. And please do your own due diligence. I am not an insurance expert. I am not a financial expert. I am not a legal expert. I am not an expert. So just understand that this is a black man having a conversation, really. And so should you want to know more, I absolutely encourage you to do that research. Go to GU, Google University yourself and not just look at what I'm going to tell you about, but look deeper than that before you go into your wallet and spend any money on anything. And just uh, to let you know, I personally do not have long term care insurance. I would consider myself, I guess, a person who, you know, could consider it. I uh, am still in the age range, as you'll find out when they say is the kind of best age range to buy this. Um, but you know, I've looked into it in the past and had decided then mm, not for me, but, uh, of course I just want to put the information out there and you make your own decision. So today just landed on this website, nerdwallet.com and understand that if you do end up going there to look at what they have here, that. They have products and partnerships with people that compensate them. And so, again, I'm not mentioning any names of companies, but if you go to a site um, like that, recognize that, you know, that is something that's going on in the background. So the article here is titled Long Term Care Insurance Explained by Barbara McQuand. M-A-R-Q-U-A-N-D. And this article was written May 28th to 2019. And again, it's titled Long-Term Care Insurance Explained. And though not in this article, from another site, I saw this statistic that says 70% of those 65 or older will require long-term care at some point. So 70%, that is a lot of people. Of course, I am coming at you with this podcast talking about my mother with dementia and those individuals, of course, at some point would have a need for long term care insurance, you know, pretty uh, shortly they would need that at some point if you have dementia. But this is talking about anybody with the need for long term care, of course, any health issue, not just Dementia. And so what it says it covers is if you are 
receiving care at home, a nursing home, assisted living facility, or an adult daycare. And so in a prior episode, I talked about the cost of a memory care facility, um, which was, you know, that in one of the folks I interviewed, Angela, who talked about it, the numbers were four to $7,000 easy. It could get higher than that. Assisted living might be cheaper than that. We were talking about memory care in particular. So we're talking good several thousands of dollars per month that long-term care can cost you. So let's talk about what this insurance, if you got it, might cover and what it might cost for you. And so we heard uh, those things that it covers. Let's go and look at what they say might be some of the costs associated with it. And what will determine that cost for you? Of course, your age and your health. Generally speaking, there are going to be health requirements here, and this is going to be for healthy people, right? If you already have a diagnosis of something like Alzheimer's, you won't be able to qualify for long-term care insurance. They also say that the rates tend to be higher if you are a woman because women tend to live longer than men. It also says that premiums are lower for married people than single people. So if you've been dating and been thinking, hey, I want to marry you, but I can't think of a real good reason why. Perhaps this one is a good reason to say, hey, get that lower premium on my long term care insurance. I kid. I kid the single people. All right. Insurance. The different companies, it says that the rates could vary from one company to the next. So, of course, if you are going to get into that market, get quotes from different places. And there are some places where you can go and get a quote from several companies. But I would even say, in addition to that, seek out quotes from companies directly, as well as those if you do go to these kind of kind of warehousing of uh, insurance companies where they bring them all together for you. And then the amount of coverage, of course, that will vary the, the rate you pay, because if you get more coverage with less restrictions, then that's going to cost more than, of course, something with fewer, uh, fewer amount of uh, less amount of coverage and perhaps even more premium or more de- a higher deductible. And so then it gives example of a single man, 55 years old in good health. That's important in good health. So. If you're not in good health, then you might just even have to consider something else because it might just be so cost prohibitive for you that it wouldn't make sense. As if you're paying, say, 5000 a month for long-term care insurance at the age of 55, you could probably put that money in the bank if you got it and set that aside and let it grow in some account. So in either case, I digress. A 55-year-old in good health can expect to pay 2000 per year for long-term care insurance with an initial pool of benefits of $164,000. And then it says for a woman in good health, 55 years old, a single woman in good health, $2,700 a year. So $650 difference if you're a 55-year-old woman in good health versus if you're a 55 year old man. So there's that disparity. 
So the pink tax, as it is referred to, applies when you get a shirt or a blouse dry cleaned. A woman tends to pay more there. I heard in uh, haircuts, women pay more, even if they're getting a very similar haircut to a man. And so why would long term care insurance be any different? There's this pink tax here as well. Now, of course, the actuarial, 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 those folks are called the folks who works with the numbers and, um, you know, things, putting the numbers together for insurance companies. There's an actual science behind that. So they work all of that out. And just, of course, this is about making these insurance companies profits. And so they will work it all out in terms of what's the best place and the best spot for the best rates and who gets what. And so just looking at the expectancy, life expectancy for men versus women, that is, I'm assuming why there's this pink tax here anyway, that women would pay more. And they say, as you said, or as I said earlier, because they live longer. So, that is what you would pay. Now, what would be another benefit of having the long-term share, a long-term care insurance? Of course, having that pool of money, and you could pay more and get more. Of course, you want three hundred thousand. You might pay four thousand dollars a month for that versus the two thousand. I'm not sure. I didn't have that listed here, but there are some other um, angles to consider. There's a tax tax implication, uh, again, not a tax expert, but the fees or the out-of-pocket expense that you pay for long-term care insurance can be tax deductible, but understand that you have to itemize your taxes and you have to meet the medical threshold spending. Not a tax, tax expert here, but I believe that was about 7.5% of your annual adjusted gross income if you're spending that much on medical, of course, including your long-term care insurance Uh, payments, then you might be able to get a tax break on your uh, the amount that you're paying on long term care insurance. And then it mentions here that there are some state partnerships where the state partners with insurance companies, because, of course, they see this as a liability that might fall back on, you know, state Medicaid programs and all of that. So they want to encourage people to buy health or long term care insurance. So they have some partnerships with the states and that will have some protections in terms of inflation, that the policies will be adjusted for inflation if they're in this partnership with the state. And then another benefit is if you have one of these policies and you are at the point of needing Medicaid, of course, normally to qualify for Medicaid, you have to have this spin down period and make sure your assets are $2,000 or less in order to qualify for Medicaid. However, if you had this partnership with the state programs, long term care insurance provider, your assets can be protected. So let's say back in that example I gave earlier where your $2,050 a month policy got you $164,000 worth of, you know, additional money or benefit for to pay for long-term care, that much of your assets would be protected. So instead of having to spend down to $2,000, if you had a $164,000 long-term care policy, you would have protection of $166,000 of assets. So you could have more assets because you help to prepare for this with your long-term care insurance. Again, not 
a, a tax advisor. So please do all of that research yourself if you are interested in doing it. But that was just something I discovered um, that, you know, could be one other benefit that I hadn't considered in terms of getting the long term care insurance. So now let's look at some of the underwriting guidelines. So these are some of the things that an insurance carrier might look at to determine whether or not they will allow you to even buy their insurance. And so there's this list of unsurable health conditions. And I got to tell you, it is long. It is a long list. And of course, Alzheimer's disease is on there, but alcoholism is on there. So it says if you drink four or more drinks per day, you're not going to be insured. Cystic fibrosis, Crohn's disease, diabetic complications. If you're on dialysis, you will not be able to qualify. Head injury, heart transplant, hoarding is actually listed as a condition here that if you are a hoarder, you can't get long-term care insurance. Wow. Clean up your attics and your closets before you apply for long-term care insurance. I just don't see how that relates. But in either case, uh, lupus, Lou Gehrig's disease, if you've had a liver transplant, schizophrenia. I mean, there are so many irritable bowel syndromes, spina bifida, a stroke, two or more. If you've had two or more strokes. Surgery, it says, requiring general anesthesia scheduled or planned. So if you've had a surgery, you might be kicked out of being able to buy long-term care insurance. Underweight is a condition that it has here. Underweight, that's a condition here. So it is really, it sounds like, you know, again, one of the kind of, side eyes I give insurance in general that they tend to just want those in perfect, wonderful, good health. And then they'll insure you because they may not have to pay out that policy for you because you're in such good health, right? Because not everybody, of course, is going to require long-term care insurance. Earlier it said 70% of those 65 or older by going through these conditions and excluding all of these people, you might very well just end up insuring the 30 percent that won't need long term care insurance. So that's kind of my skeptical look at this and why, you know, it's hard for me to move off the dime to say, hey, this makes sense for me, even though I am in my 50s and I do have good health. I don't take medication for anything. I don't have you know, high blood pressure or any of those things. I just wonder if this is a good program for me. And then, of course, this is dementia in black and white. So you think about a lot of these conditions have a disproportionate impact on the African-American community. And so then that sort of pushes them also pushes us to the side, if you will, from being eligible for even if we do decide, yes, I want to try to mitigate some of the risk as I get older and purchase this insurance, we might get turned down to get the insurance at a disproportionate rate because some of these conditions are kind of running amok in the black community. So all of that just, um, again, has me eh, meh about long-term care insurance. However, 
certainly from a numbers perspective, if you think it is good for you, if you um, run the numbers for yourself and say, hey, this sounds like something to add to my insurance portfolio. I say, check it out. Do your due diligence and see if indeed long term care insurance makes sense for you. All right, that will do it for this week's episode of Dementia in Black and White. I am your host, Matthew Johnson. I thank you for tuning in this week. Just trying to take this journey, trying to look at what things that we need to know, what things that we need to discover, and just trying to share that with you here on this platform. Thank you for listening. Come back again next week and we'll do it again. We'll talk about another topic. Until then, take care of your loved one. Absolutely, that is important. But before engaging in that activity, take care of yourself, physical and mental. Because that way you can be around to provide that love to your loved one. Until next time, I'm out.